Good morning. This is the Tanya for the 24th of Adar. One of our jobs was to search for old shipwrecks related one of the prisoners in the Soviet gulag to Rabbi Menzel Futterfass. Those boats carried lots of treasures, and so when we would find one, we would need to raise it up to the surface in order to salvage the cargo. How did you manage to do that? asked Rabbi Mendel, curious. Well, schlepping up a boat with one rope wouldn't work because the boat could easily tilt and fall back into the water, and so we would send down tens of divers all the way down to the boat. They would find any sort of ledge or hole in the boat and attach ropes to all of them, and then all of us together would pull all the ropes and raise the boat to the surface. This method is similar to the one used by us to elevate this world and bring Mashiach. Until now, we've been discussing how we elevate a specific item used in performance of a mitzvah, such as an animal hide that was turned into tefillin, or the branches of a tree that were transformed into the covering for a sukkah, or even our bodies, when they perform a mitzvah, become elevated into the realm of holiness. What about the rest of the things that just exist for regular life, the tools, the food, the electronics, right, that we use for laundry or cooking or cleaning or whatever? Let's say that for breakfast, you had some toast, an omelet, a salad, a coffee, and a piece of cake. And of course, you carefully recited a blessing before eating them. Is that the only connection to holiness that that food has? No. Consider what happened next. After breakfast, you went to visit your elderly neighbor. You cheered her up and you ran some errands for her. All the physical energy expended on that good deed became transformed. That wholesome breakfast you enjoyed, which is now part of you, gets elevated. Because food and drink consumed by a person becomes part of his blood, and your very blood has become spiritual and holy through your actions. The words of the prayers that you recite in the morning, the psalms that you murmur while traveling to work, the words of support that you offer a friend during a heart-to-heart talk, are all made possible by the salad you ate for lunch or the apple slices you enjoyed for a snack. It's as if a chemical reaction occurs. You take a common object and you change it into spiritual gold. The Jewish nation altogether makes up one complete unit, which is split into 600,000 chief souls. Each of us is just a single component of one huge entity. When all of us have successfully repaired and elevated the areas under our jurisdiction, there will be worldwide redemption. We each have our little corner of the world that is our section to elevate. When we fulfill the positive mitzvot and avoid all the prohibitions of the Torah, it's like we're each attaching our thin ropes to the boat of Mashiach, and soon, all together, we'll raise the entire world to a higher plane and bring Mashiach to the world. It all begins with working on yourself, keeping your own mini-world, your body, in tip-top spiritual shape. The Torah contains 248 positive commandments to fulfill, which correspond to the 248 organs of the body. The Torah also contains 365 prohibitions, or actions to avoid, corresponding to the 365 ligaments in the body. By observing all of them, we keep our bodies in perfect spiritual health. It's not too different from the way that we maintain our physical health, like by avoiding junk food, smoking, drinking, and drugs. Even if not immediately discernible, they impact your health in the long term. The 365 prohibitions are like 365 channels through which the forces of impurity can latch onto a person. We need to avoid these behaviors in order to stay in tip-top spiritual health. It is difficult for the soul to escape from the clutches of impurity because the channel is blocked like a clogged artery. And for this reason, the smartest choice is to just totally stay away from those behaviors. That is just part one of the job, but it's not the end of it. 
to draw down God's infinite light into this world, you've got to actually fulfill the positive commandments. Imagine the process of restoring an old majestic castle. First, they scrub away the layers of filth and grime in order to reveal the original beauty of the place. But the work isn't complete. Then they've got to update it. They've got to install restrooms and piping and wiring for electricity. And only at the end can the castle be filled with light. This physical world undergoes a similar transformation. Our souls did not descend all the way down here just for its own spiritual elevation and holiness. The soul is already pure and holy. So what was the purpose of the soul coming down here? It's to fill this lowly world with divine light. So when you recite a blessing or pray or perform an act of kindness or keep Shabbat, you sanctify the parts of creation connected with fulfilling that mitzvah. And our souls too get elevated. All the organs become a chariot for God. A chariot follows the horse faithfully wherever it goes. This is the manner in which our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, served God. And we have the inborn ability to do the same. Shabbat Shalom.